Welcome, I am Bree. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, the founder of Femme Fusion Fitness, and the author of Lady Bits, Understand Your Body, Elevate Your Health, and Reclaim Your Spark Naturally. My mission is to build community and awareness around women's wellness and pelvic health. I invite you to listen, laugh, learn about, and love all of the bits that make you whole. Let's go to the show. Hey there, and welcome to episode 12. I was going to go back to reading my book, the la- the latest chapter in my book this week, as I've been doing, but I really want to share this uh, interview with you. I shared a great interview with you last week. If you missed it, please go back. It's wonderful, all about uh, intimacy and pelvic health and uh, sacred sexuality. Beautiful, beautiful interview. This week, it's completely different, but another awesome interview with two wonderful physical therapists who are now friends of mine, Jenna and Erin, and we're going to be talking about prolapse tips for new moms and really just recovery tips for new moms, exercises, etc. We are going to cover, first of all, you know, when to sound the alarms, when to kind of think, well, maybe there's a problem and when a lot of healing can occur naturally. We talk about how to find neutral pelvis, uh, problems with kyphosis, excessive kyphosis or postural concerns, uh, the importance of stretching, not just strengthening. We also talk about moms who maybe are 10 years postpartum and not just a couple of weeks postpartum. We're talking about that as well. We share the simplest exercise to learn that can help you manage your pressure in your body and also the exact Kegel prescription that Jenna and Aaron like to give their patients. So please do take a listen. And I'd also love to hear from you. Do you like these interviews? Please let me know. I'd love to hear. You can send me a voice note. The information about how to do that is in the show notes, or you can just send me an, uh, a message by way of social media. All my information is in the show notes. So let me know if you like these interviews, if you want me to intersperse more of them, because you guys, I know a lot of really, really cool people in the women's health and pelvic health space, and I would love to bring them to you. You know, I'm going to keep reading my book, Lady bits and keep reading chapters as kind of a read-along for y'all, but I'd love to know who you'd like to hear from for interviews and what you want to learn more about. This podcast is really not for me, it's for you. So before we get to this amazing interview with Jenna and Erin all about tips for new moms, I want to share with you two of the amazing products that help me bring this show to you today. So two products that I want to briefly talk about, and you can check the info in the show notes to learn more about them, is first of all, collagen. So we're talking all about helping new moms recover after baby. And there's a lot of connective tissue distress that happens after you've had a baby, whether you are a couple of weeks postpartum or honestly, I think we can pretty much always use a little bit of connective tissue help, especially as we get older, or if we're we're recovering anything related to prolapse or diastasis recti, etc. So although I eat a plant-based diet, 99% of the time I do supplement with collagen. So I'd like for you to check out the show notes to read my blog post, which I titled Why Women Need Collagen, and you can learn more there. The other thing that I want to just really tell you about is supplements. They can be hard to find, hard to find a good quality supplement, but I believe that I have found a couple of great brands. 
one of them that I want to highlight today is Uveda. This company is fantastic. They have Ayurvedic formulas and they're different. So you can choose whatever formula your body needs the most from digestion support to mood support to joint support and more. They not only have great vitamins and minerals that we need to supplement our diet with, but also different formulations have different Ayurvedic herbs, also things like probiotics and digestive enzymes. All of the packets are different, so you choose the one that fits your needs best. So please check them out. I have an amazing 35% off discount, and that information is in the show notes. So the code you'd use is FEMSQUAD, F-E-M-S-Q-U-A-D. The information is in the notes. So without further ado, Let's go ahead and get to the interview with Jenna and Erin. You're going to love this one, and I hope you'll share it with a friend. All right, you guys, I have a really fun interview today that I've actually had a lot of requests for this topic, which is best prolapse recovery exercises and tips for new moms. And I think I have the perfect pair of ladies to talk about this with. And it's really fun. I've never actually done an interview with two other folks besides me. So there's oh, three of us. Nice. Yeah, we work together in the clinic and on our online business, yes. Heal at Home Mom. So mm-hmm. yeah, we do a lot together. Mm-hmm. My kids know her very well. <laughs> yeah. And I want to dive into this. So let's go ahead and find out. This is um, Heal at Home Moms. I have Jenna and Aaron. And I really, you know, we don't know each other well yet. So I'm excited to get to know you guys. Let's actually start before we talk about our tips for new moms with your story and and how are you working together? What's the deal? I know you're both physical therapists, doctors of physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Tell tell me more. So um, I kind of got my start in um, pelvic floor physical therapy uh, uh, when I was a student um, in uh, PT school. And um, I went to the University of Michigan for a rotation um, for learning about pelvic health, things like that, and um, had a few patients that I will remember for the rest of my life and they changed my course of life because I was actually going to be a pediatric physical therapist and was like, I'm not doing anything else. (laughs) Um, So uh, that changed my life and I just has been working towards learning and doing more and more um, for women and uh, public health in general um, because we treat treat also men and children um, with a pelvic floor dysfunction as well. So it's not just women, but um, we both have a specific passion for that and and then Jenna yeah. kind of reached out to me. So Well, I had heard about Erin. So we worked for different companies at the mm-hmm. time. And I, I, I basically was like, I want to work with her. <laughs> so we, um, and I had had the idea for Heal at Home Moms, um, just as I think as a working mother, um, just realizing how incredibly difficult it can be to get into the clinic. And that's assuming you have as someone with our specialty, even around in your area or your insurance Mm -hmm. is taken, right? Like, so um, there are other barriers as well, but um, it can be really hard with multiple children trying to get to an appointment several times a week, you know, for weeks on end. So while that is optimal, I really wanted to help create something for people, no matter where they live. Um, So yes, along with that, I had the idea, but I also was a bit overwhelmed in my life in general and uh, wanted someone to partner with me that I really thought was an excellent therapist. And so I told Erin about my idea and she um, is 
very good at what she does. So I was like, hey, come partner with me. And this past May, we created it. Yes. So we launched it this past May and it's gone so wonderfully. It's yes. been so cool. Great feedback and um, information from moms that are using it. Um, and it's all over all over the world actually right now. So that's, yeah, that's it's, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's been really wonderful that, I mean, while we have people in Tennessee that use it, it has been really neat to see that our goal is to be able to help women who weren't necessarily only here, right? Because we're able to help people here in the clinic. But I was, as I promote pelvic health and things, I had people from all over asking questions, which is wonderful, but I wanted to have a good resource for them. Mm -hmm. So our thing is an eight-week online program um, that includes eight weeks of education where we talk about all of the things that women need to know, all of the awkward topics and fun topics. Things and, that they never really realized that they needed to know. Yeah, which so is, education is yeah. key. And then we also have eight weeks of exercise videos mm-hmm. um, where they progress. And the idea is to go from maybe doing nothing or having to learn how to exercise safely after a kid or kids. Um, and that should br- bridge the gap all the way to going back to regular exercise as we know it um, safely. So, for instance, with prolapse, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, we I have three of my own children, and I'm only working part-time in the clinic. Erin um, is full-time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we do this stuff on the side, basically. Yes. <laughs> on our off time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's quite an impressive side hustle. I love it. <laughs> and, are a lot like me and your passion for spreading awareness yes. and mm-hmm. helping people who aren't able to necessarily make it to the clinic or do, maybe who don't have access as well. That's a huge reason why I do my YouTube channel and, and focus on women's health and women's health, pelvic health exercises, yes. because like you, I've, I've gotten messages from people who just don't even, they, there isn't a pelvic floor physio in their location. Yeah. And so to have some type of online workout from pro workout from home program is so wonderful and helpful. So yeah, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and get to our topic today, which is again about prolapse. Well, one thing I actually want to ask you is what is your response when you have a new mom reach out? Maybe she's only say four, four to five weeks postpartum and she's discovered that she does have prolapse or she suspects she has prolapse. What do you tell her? Um, so we kind of try to, usually they come in in a panic, um, and they're like, oh my gosh, everything's falling out. Um, and so we have to kind of, um, educate a little bit more about how our body is still in this state of four weeks, especially four to six weeks, um, postpartum, um, is still in a state of laxity. Um, our ligaments that support our organs are still loose, um, lax, um, where if you're breastfeeding, they're even more so. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that can still change. Um, so it's not that this isn't a, um, a permanent thing at this time. Um, it still needs to be worked on and it still needs attention to, because if we don't pay attention to it and we just let it go, it's not necessarily going to get better. So we do need to pay attention to it, but we don't need to sound the alarm (laughs) and say, this is it. This is my life for the rest of the time. Yeah, Like you said, and prolapse can be something that to a certain degree does stay long-term, but Mm -hmm. this early on, there's too many factors mm-hmm. that are still going to change, especially right. Assuming they're nursing, but even Correct. if they're not nursing, I mean, that's very early. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. And then I think that I know my focus with someone 
like Aaron said, the first visit or first couple visits or as we educate through our program um, is teaching them what they like empowering them with what they can do Mm -hmm. to help um, both improve the prolapse some um, to help support it. And then also the, I think the most important thing is becoming aware of some of our poor body mechanics that maybe are contributing to pressures pushing down on the prolapse and how to help avoid that. So we certainly don't want to worsen the condition as your body's trying to heal. There are some things out there right now that, um, you know, uh, and this is like an extreme case, but where there's more pressure going through your pelvic floor and down, um, downward on your organs when you do a sit to stand. So it's really important versus doing like a crunch even. So there's a lot of things out there right now that, you know, it's, it's the day to day life things that you need to change and help work against those pressures that you have every day and not just, um, not just a few exercises occasionally. So. Yeah. Cause obviously corrective exercises are very important and, and, a, and a big part of rehab. Um, but if you do 20 minutes of corrective exercise, but then you live with bad body mechanics and pressures all day long, you're going to be pretty frustrated at your lack of progress. So like when we have patients maybe that aren't progressing as quickly as we think they should be, one of our first questions is, well, how do you hold your baby? How Mm -hmm. do you stand when you do dishes? Like what are you, what things are you doing during the day? What's your posture look like? Like, Mm -hmm. are you constipated? Are you right? Like (laughs) there's so many things that could be playing a role, um, the working against you. So we try to address those topics um, not to overwhelm the mama, but hopefully to help empower her that like, no, there's a lot that we can do to and help change. this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what would uh, an easy first step be for you that would address the body mechanics? What would be one of the first things you'd tell people to look at? Well, I, I would talk about pelvic position and, um, and then we, we also talk a lot about, um, rib cage and, um, po- overall, posture. overall posture and how to, um, position yourself. Uh, the thing we do every day, especially with a newborn is, uh, bend over, um, and pick up baby or, um, get on the ground and get back up. So off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. So like educating them on, you know, okay. So like trying to find neutral spine, but also like knowing you're going to have to get in different positions, but how do you control your body while you do that activity? So how do you get, um, into, um, a state of like, I'm not I'm not so forward or I'm not always tucked back um, and trying to like hold that neutral as you lift or as you pull um, just for a start. Yeah. So to break Mm -hmm. that down a little bit for the listeners who maybe don't understand what we're talking about. (laughs) Um, So if you're sitting down and um, you can put your hands kind of on your pelvis, on your hips, your little sit bone or your little hip bones in the front and then thumbs wrap around to the back of your pelvis and you kind of feel where your sit bones are, like what you're sitting on. So your pelvic floor is down in between those sit bones, okay? From pubic bone to tailbone, so front to back, and side to side, sit bone to sit bone. So if you were to try to kegel, and you're thinking about drawing those sit bones together and lifting the pelvic floor up away from the surface you're sitting on, that's pelvic floor, right? And the pelvis is that bony structure surrounding it. So um, what Erin was describing is, the easiest way to think about it is, you need to actually be sitting on your sit bones, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are tucked way back and sitting on your tailbone and you don't really feel your weight on those two bones that you should sit on, then we need to come forward onto the bones. 
or if you arch your back a ton, like you're sticking your butt out, right? Um, <laughs> that is an anterior tilt. And that also, so both of those tilts, if you have a posture sitting or standing constantly where you're super arched, sticking your butt out, or if you have, I think more often than not with weak abs and stuff, moms tend to tuck under to try to stabilize their core. Yeah. And so especially tucking under can actually increase risk of prolapse prolapse mm -hmm. so but that being said so trying to find that nice neutral spine so the way you find it sitting down is you find those sit bones go back tuck your butt under go forward arch the back and then find the middle mm -hmm. um, and that's where we want to live so that's good for your prolapse and that's good for your core and pelvic floor as well Okay, perfect. So that would be one of your first tips then is just to learn how to find neutral mm -hmm. and then to learn how to keep that neutral during various activities, activities of daily life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah. so, and I think along with posture as well, it's super normal to have forward upper shoulders, like shoulders mm -hmm. you know, like um, the fancy word for it is just like kyphosis, but um, basically <laughs> think of like the hunchback, right? <laughs> so where you curve forward and moms oftentimes because we get weak and because we get tight and nursing and forward bending, we get really tight through our chest and we end up having kind of this curve through our upper back. And when we do that, when we curve forward as we hold baby or do life, um, that greatly increases the amount of pressure going mm -hmm. down on your pelvic floor. So basically think more rounded. Yeah, yeah, there's there's actually statistics out there that show um, you for every degree of psych uh, of kyphosis or forward leaning um, that you actually get three times more pressure through your organs and your, so your pelvic it does floor. not it no. does not take much. It doesn't take much. Mm -mm. This is so good. I haven't heard that statistic. So let's hear that again. So for, so every, for every degree, degree of kyphosis of um, more than added, added kyphosis. So not you you have a normal round round to your thoracic spine, but every degree of kyphosis, you're you're two to three times more likely, two to three times more pressure through the pelvic floor. Yes, that's mm -hmm. fascinating. I it makes perfect sense, mm -hmm. but I hadn't heard that before. So that's great to know for yeah. for this topic, which is about prolapse. So you would say for this, then we need to be, of course, aware of the posture and that the excess rounded hunchbackness. Back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also stretch the, the so stretch out after mm -hmm. you're done breastfeeding, yes. stretch out the front, yep. and strain the back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So moral of the story is one, think about your posture, especially when you're holding your baby, but you know, throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So think like a string's drawing you up to the ceiling, right? Nice and tall. And you want your shoulders down and back, down and back. basically mm -hmm. almost, almost like your, if you're someone who does lean forward, you might almost feel like you're having to stick your chest out. Um, but we're wanting to bring you back to where you normally should be. So your ear should kind of pass the same line through your shoulder, your shoulder mm -hmm. down to your hips, hips down to ankles. Yeah. So you should be a nice straight line. Um, the hips aren't pushing forward and the shoulders aren't coming way forward, right? So, and like you said, stretching out your chest, a simple one is like a pec doorway stretch, mm -hmm. um, and then learning to strengthen those upper back and back muscles so that you have the muscle support to support you wanting better posture. So especially in our our program, we talk so much about stretching and needing to stretch um, because I think we do think of laxity a lot with postpartum, but we also, um, there's a lot of tension that we hold postpartum as well. Um, and 
especially with new moms, like kind of holding, you know, baby and like, like very carefully, you know, and trying to um, breastfeed. And that's just anxiety within itself um, mm-hmm. to try to learn how to breastfeed. And then you have these, the pec muscles or the front muscles to your shoulders. Yeah. Women um, also have pec muscles, by yeah, the way. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, A lot of people don't realize that, you know, like they think of like. <laughs> that's so interesting. <laughs> I haven't heard that one okay. yet, but I've definitely heard men not understanding that they have a pelvic floor. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think a lot of women are like, Oh, and women also have pec muscles underneath their breasts. So, yes. <laughs> but I think Aaron just brought up a really great point about tension. So with prolapse, I think a lot of mamas mm-hmm. are so afraid because you know, the pelvic floor does help support your organs, mm-hmm. right? So w- one of the things you can do to help your prolapse, is do your kegels and strengthen your pelvic floor. Um, But what you don't want to do is hold your pelvic floor tight all the time. All day long. So a lot of women Mm -hmm. with prolapse are weak and tight in their pelvic floor. So it feels counterintuitive, but we definitely recommend them learning how to relax their pelvic floor, which we, of course, go into. But how to relax your pelvic floor and then how to safely contract. Because I always give the example, if you hold a baby and your bicep, right, is working because your elbow's bent and you're holding the baby for hours on end, when you let go of that baby and you try to straighten your arm, it is going to be tight and painful and cramping cramping Mm -hmm. and sore. So you don't want your pelvic floor to be tight. No muscle in your body should be held in a contraction all the time. So we want our pelvic floor to have good relaxation and therefore it will have the strength and ability to do a good contraction when it's needed. As you work through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love this. So a lot of body mechanics, um, a lot of postural stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What Maybe one or two simple exercises. So you just mentioned the kegels mm-hmm. and how important that is to not only, you know, of course, learn to contract, but also learn to relax yes. and make sure Correct. you're not holding tension all day long. Mm-hmm. Is there another simple exercise? I know the one I'm thinking of. Okay, go ahead and say yours. Um, the biggest thing I think too is pressures in our system. So we do not want to be holding our breath or bearing down with any form of exercise or with life. So you can practice, like Aaron said, a simple sit to stand. So you start from a sitting position and you come up to standing. That sounds very easy, but what we want you to do when you're sitting is we want you to think about your pelvic floor, think about your belly button gently drawn towards your spine. And before you come to stand up, we want you to exhale as you tighten pelvic floor, as you gently draw your navel towards your spine. And it's a very gentle motion. We're not doing like a crazy contraction, but the key here is exhaling because the exhale will help lift the pressure off of the prolapse um, compared to if you do exercises, but you hold your breath or bear down, that will work against you. So practicing breathing out with getting up or practicing Mm -hmm. exhaling as you lift. Mm -hmm. So lifting your baby out of their bed exhale and engage your muscles as you do that motion. Yeah. That's a really easy one to do like, um, throughout the day. Um, one that I like to do just because moms are like very concerned about the pressures that they're feeling. Um, I like to put them, um, it, it, it's one that you have to take a little bit of time to do, but it's, it's not as, um, difficult, but you can either, um, so you can either prop your bottom up on some pillows. Um, so in your head and back kind of slanted down towards the floor, um, bringing yourself up and you can kind of work on like even just squeezing, like, so you can do pelvic floor glute uh, activation and then lifting your bottom up. So a little bit of bridge. So you're already up in a little bit of an elevated position. So you're not having to work as hard, but, um, 
it's not your back muscles working or your hamstrings working to lift you off the pillows. It's more the glute uh, pelvic floor kind of supporting you. Um, and you're exhaling with that too, just yeah. to make sure. But that, that actually I tell them to do towards the end of the day or after activities that they feel they have the most pressure because you need to kind of reset the system, kind of pull that, um, those organs kind of away from the pelvic floor and then provide a little bit of just activation and, um, the glutes, um, and the TA, like the transverse abdominals, which we, we haven't really gotten into that, but, um, it's a lower abdominal, like the, the inner muscle of the abdominal wall. Um, and that helps support the pelvic floor and core as well. Um, so that, that motion or that activity activates those things without us really having to focus on it a whole ton. Yeah. And I think that what Aaron was, this is such a good one. And this is, I feel like what's nice is it's safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone with severe prolapse and you're afraid, this is a great starting exercise. Mm -hmm. Though I also would encourage you to practice stuff like getting up because that's life, right? Right. You have to learn. But, um, so when, what Aaron's describing when they're on the pillows, um, and then the bridge, both of those are wonderful because it's almost gravity's assisting your yeah. prolapse and kind of drawing back up compared to whenever we're sitting and standing all day long. That's um, pressures downward. Gravity mm-hmm. is not our friend, right? So the, the exercise she was describing puts you in a position where gravity is actually able to help you. Yeah. Um, and help assist rather than work against you during the day. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, m- more towards um, after activities or things like that to, to kind of alleviate um, that pressure. And that actually helps them, even going back to the tension thing, um, to where they're not holding the tension as much because the pressure usually decreases their breathing. They're working on a relaxed kind of position when they're resting on the, and that kind of helps the pelvic floor and itself relax, um, in that position. So, um, especially when they're feeling that tension, they're going to want to like clench to try to be like, no, 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 <laughs> hold it in. <laughs> and so I, I like that position, uh, just because it helps them a- be able to relax and then work, focus on themselves. Um, and I think being mindful of their body and where it's at. So. Perfect. I love that one too. It's one of my favorites and I recommend it to, to everyone who has, just like you said, like if you have prolapse, but I also, I actually wrote a blog post a few years ago that I thought was kind of, it reminds me of what you said here. It was about folks who are, maybe they do have mild prolapse and they want to go hiking mm-hmm. again. And, and I said, what a great idea to, you know, if you're wearing a pack, you know, there's some precautions with that yeah. too, if you have prolapse, but if you're wearing a pack, put your backpack down on the ground toward the, you know, you're at the that resting point in your hike. your hike, you put your pack down and you do exactly That's what you said. Funny. You lay with your hips up on the yeah. pack, your head on the ground because you've been hiking, yes. you've been working hard. But you know, new mamas are hiking every day with their babies, right. holding their yes. babies, their babies around. The wraps, yeah. So very important. Okay, so to recap, then we've talked about posture. We've talked about exhaling with exertion, which my audience will definitely that'll sound familiar. Yes, what's well, a very important cue right there, right? <laughs> Yes, it's so key, and I'm so grateful that I that I um, actually. It's funny. I had a, a high school weightlifting class. I mean, I'm 40 now, so a long time ago. And in in my weightlifting class, my uh, teacher taught us that, and I'm so wow. grateful because I think that's rare yeah, to yes. really have that time. Well, in yeah. high school, especially because I've we've we've gone over like I mean I played sports 
all through high school, um, which I mean, a lot of physical therapists when they, they, how they get into it is usually they've had an injury themselves, but, um, and then they go through PT. Um, so like playing every sport and then having to condition for that, we were never really taught how to, how to lift <laughs> appropriately. Yeah. Um, and the start at young ages, like, and then causing issues later on. So it's very important. Yes. So that's awesome. That high school. Yeah. I got lucky, but I didn't tie it to the pelvic health right. aspect until, you know, I, I was into my women's health Fair. training. So mm-hmm. it's really, it's just one of the most helpful keys. And then you suggested as kind of more of an exercise would be, um, of course, learning how to access your pelvic floor, also doing sit to stand as with the engaging of the pelvic floor and the exhaling as you're standing up. You can do that almost as an exercise. Oh, it sounds yes. right. That's actually, I mean, it's yeah. a great exercise to strengthen. And if you sit back as well, it can be more of the glute dominant, um, strengthening your legs and then coordinating. The beautiful thing about, I mean, what we do with pelvic floor dysfunction is you can really turn any movement or exercise into a pelvic floor and core exercise. Mm-hmm. If you just engage those muscles with them, like these the, the deep tummy muscles and pelvic floor, they are postural muscles. They're supposed to kick in during the day with your different movements. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you need to do some isolation, but also kind of retraining your system and your pressures, how to work properly with these motions. So just like anything in life, if we're trying to get better at something, you practice it and you practice it and practice it and you think about it. So say you do 30 reps of getting up out of a chair and the key is if you feel any increased pressure, then you want to stack a pillow or something underneath you to bring you up to a higher level. Yeah. And then as you get stronger and you feel less pressure, you can go to a lower and lower surface mm-hmm. or just squats, free squats. Right. But um, so you practice it. And then eventually the idea is throughout the day when you have to get up to go get whatever you practice it functionally during that movement. And the goal is down the road. You don't have to think about it at all. It's just your new body's um, reflexive, yeah, yeah. reflexive mm-hmm. system that's working for you. And that's when people heal well long-term is when what they practice actually can become habit. And, and one of the things when I tell my patients, actually, like it takes, it takes about um, for your muscles and the, so the nerves are what help our muscles kind of activate and get stronger. And in order to get that to happen, it's repetition, repetition, repetition. So 80 to a hundred repetitions a day, um, are needed, um, in order to get that nerve and muscle connection so that you can get stronger. And then, so you can become more aware of what's going on. Your muscles start waking up essentially is what we, um, what we like to say. Yeah. So as far as reps are concerned, so if we're, and let's talk just for a second about kegels, cause let's say you have prolapse and you have a very weak pelvic floor. We obviously want to strengthen that up. So once again, very important to think of full relaxation Mm -hmm. and full contraction. At the beginning, we recommend resting twice as long as you're contracting um, to make sure we're not over working a a weak system. And when Aaron says 80 to 100, research really supports that. So don't go do 200. You'll probably do two. That's too much. (laughs) But also we are wanting you to do, I mean, 50 minimum. Um, so an 80 to hundred would be wonderful. So say you're holding five seconds, relaxing 10 seconds, um, do 15 at a time throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Don't do them all at once. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, so we're not, we're not encouraging people no. to do 80. No, no, <laughs> it's no. broken up. Broken okay. Up throughout the yeah. day. But, and, and I think 10 to 10 at a time would be a wonderful starting place. And then you can kind of work your way up maybe to 20 based on your, you know, uh, what? 
Yeah. A, your time. First of all, moms don't really feel yeah. like they have enough time, but. No, I, I hear you. Well, I was just, it's reminded me of um, the video I did, gosh, years ago called Bathroom Fitness, mm-hmm. where I had people use going to the bathroom as a cue because we go to the bathroom, you know, five times a day, say, sometimes more. <laughs> hopefully not, you know, two times a day, but hopefully not 20 times a day. But anyway, so say we're in that nice sweet spot of about five times a day. If every time you use the bathroom, you're doing, say, 10, I, I, you talk about like squats and countertop pushups, but if you're doing that sit to stand exercise in the bathroom, <laughs> you know, ten, 10 reps, 10 reps, maybe you have time to do your 10 solid kegels after, after you've, you've gone, peed, yeah. after you've done. <laughs> That's a great point that you brought up. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, yeah. do not practice your kegels while peeing. You can confuse yeah. your bladder and give yourself other issues. So before or preferably after um, you pee, perfect time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can do your bathroom fitness with these little exercises and then you'll have done your, you know, potentially your... Yeah, if you've done 10 reps, that's at least 50. So yeah, yeah, that's That's, fantastic. That's a a great idea. I mean, or same thing, right? If you're going to work or driving to the grocery store. um, I mean, I love for some of the pelvic floor exercises, especially at the beginning, to be done when they're not multitasking just because we want to work on quality. But as they get more confident and we all live in a busy life, we have to be realistic as well. So if you do half of them you know, while you're sitting at red lights or, you know, whatever the thing may be. I tell them, be careful, because if you get pulled over, then you have to explain to the, the cop that <laughs> <laughs> that you were doing your kegels and you were not I'm, paying attention. I'm sorry, officer. <laughs> I was really focusing on my pelvic floor. Uh, and my patients get a kick out of that one. They're like, oh, gosh. And it's getting so much stronger. I promise. <laughs> it's uh, all for a good cause, sir. <laughs> <laughs> the officer would let you off no problem yeah, he'd, yeah. Be like, oh, he'd be like you're all good more yeah. power to you yes no ticket um, uh, you're warned i love it okay this is perfect well i love the way these are very simple easy to do exercises that moms can fit in anytime and uh, i know how busy that time is it's been 12 years for me my son is now 12 and i just but i still remember i remember those early days and it is it is a big thing. And I love, I just want to kind of reinforce that thing that we said right at the beginning, which is that there is so much that can change naturally. So to any new new mom, early postpartum woman who's listening right now and who's worried, you know, just, just know that there's a lot that can naturally change, especially when you are doing, you know, great exercises yes. and body mechanics. Supporting yourself. Like you yeah. Discussed. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. Um, I guess the other end of the spectrum as well is, Man, I mean, so not as much naturally is going to change ligamentous, you know, in that realm five, 10 years down the road. But if you were someone who has prolapse um, and your kid's 10, right? Um, and no one's ever taught you these things before posture, pressures, mm-hmm. you know, the right kind of exercises, how to not strain, right? When you have a bowel movement, simple stuff like that. Um, how not to hold your breath when you help move the furniture in your house. Like, there are so many little things that you can learn that we've, it's been so encouraging for us to have mothers who are 10 years out, both with diastasis or prolapse, yeah. be like, wow. This helped so much. I didn't realize that like, just doing these exercises yeah, like, would help. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were like, I thought what was done was done. Mm-hmm. And it's true that at that point, there's not as much naturally changing like you do in those early months postpartum. But there's so much that you can still help and change even later on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Yep. Well, let's go ahead and leave it at that because I'm thinking that a lot of women will get so much out of, first of all, checking out your guys' program. And also, I would say definitely add to it my book, Lady Bits, because it talks about pretty much, you know, so much of this, it, it talks about as education well. wise. So also, yeah. great name, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Oh, and by the way, if any of your listeners want to use, we do have a podcast um, promo code that we have a 30% off actually. Mm-hmm. So it's called MomCast, all caps, 330. So. Okay, let me write that down. MomCast. 30. 30. And that would get them 30% off our entire program. So um, we're really into this to help people. So we want to help make it more manageable. But Mm -hmm. yes, and I feel like anyone listening to a podcast about prolapse is taking the first step in learning Mm -hmm. um, and trying to equip themselves for healing. So we want to applaud that. Yes, absolutely. And also for anyone listening to to this podcast, because they've already been through prolapse or they're going through it right Mm -hmm. now, Tell your friends, talk to, talk to people you share because, you know, I think a lot of times we're sometimes preaching to the choir, you know, people who already know, or they've already been through it or most of the way through their healing journey, that Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So let's go ahead and get this awareness out there, which is, I know why, you know, another reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and The more vulnerable we are with others about our own journey and help people realize it's not as perfect as it looks on Instagram, Um, the the more vulnerable we are about, and that has been, and I know it's emotional and it's scary, but I know even myself opening up with my own diastasis story, it was really scary at first, but the more I did it, the more it freed me to accept my, my body and to, to heal well. So, and hopefully I helped others realize they are not alone um, in their process either. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Oh, all right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much, both of you ladies, for joining me. And I will go Thank ahead you. and all of the information is in the show notes, all of the links people might need. So awesome. definitely um, check it out. And thanks again. Yeah, Thank, thank you. you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the entire show. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. Let her know how it helped you and what you learned and why she might like it too. And if you would like a free downloadable video portfolio that includes the inner core energizer routine that's found in my book, Lady Bits, plus the first seven days of my ab camp series, Simply leave a review of this podcast on iTunes and then send a screenshot of of your review to me, Brienne, at femfusionfitness.com. Again, that's Brienne at femfusionfitness.com. I will personally get back to you with your free downloadable video portfolio. I will see you next time. And remember, you don't have to be an expert, but every woman should know a bit.